Well, hi guys. Alex McDonald joined by Danielle Munoz. Hey, Danny, what's up? Uh, not a whole lot, Al. How you doing? I'm doing well. This is the TPS report for Thursday, October 27th, 2022. It's good to be back. It is. God damn it, Siri. The hell's happening? My watch is yelling at me. She thinks I'm talking to her. I say she because it's Siri. I don't identify my watch as a particular gender, but Siri has a female voice, at least on my gear. So I say she. And she's a mouthy bitch, so. Not as mouthy as that damn Alexa. Valid. <laughs> I'm going to let everybody's devices time out before I say anything else. Sorry about that. Um, let's say hi to folks real quick. Uh, I see people watching on Rumble. If you're in Rumble and you want to be in the live chat, click on the live chat button. Don't, don't just go into the comment section because we don't get updated on those during the show. Go into the actual live chat. You'll see Jake Kukin over there. What's up, Jake? Good to see you, brother. Hey, Jake. Uh, over on the other channels, let's scooch back up to the top. Peggy Brown's with us. Hey, Peggy. Hey, Peggy. Mitch McCarty is here. What's up, Mitch? What's up, Mitch? Bill Campbell and Phil Morris are both here. What's up, guys? Hey, Bill. Michelle hey, Brown is here. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. And Janine is with us. Hey, Janine. Hey, Janine. Uh, Tina's here. What's up, Tina? Good to see you. Hey, Tina. Uh, Keith Berger. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. Keith Berger. What's Keita happening? Keith Berger. Uh, Lisa Morris is here. What's up, Lisa? Hey, Lisa. Good to see you. And there's Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, Thank sister. you for being here. Um, I think that's everybody at the moment. Slow, slow people, slow night tuning in tonight. But when you're here, say hi. We'll say hi back. Um, but when you're here, you're not going to know I said that. So... There you go. Danielle, we have a lot to talk about tonight. We do. So, hey, that rumble in rumble said salutations. Salutations, friend. Salutations, oh, that, rumple. that rumble. That rumple on rumble. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I don't know what I'm doing. What's no, up? Dude, you, I did it first. Yeah. I said it wrong first. Um, yeah, let's, let's get into start, it. We do let's have a lot start with, with me breaking my toe Tuesday morning. Yeah, dude, Sp seriously. Oh, I smashed the living daylights out of it. It is technically, this is the medical term, a black blob at the moment. It's a Lizzo toe. I don't know what that means, but we'll say yes. Say what? It's fat and black like Lizzo. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's a Lizzo toe. Um, so yeah, that Dude, that's offensive and funny. How did you not get that? I, I didn't get it, that but was now an Alex I, comment. but now I do. That is quite funny. Uh, there's Sylvia. Hi, Sylvia. Good to see you. There's your mom. <laughs> Hi, Rita. Thank Hi, you mama. for turning, tuning in. Um, so that's the toe story. That's all there is to it. Smash my toe, broke it. It's black. If you stretch taffy and it gets that, that's how my toe is right now. It's super fat on one end and skinny on the, the connected end and uh, black all over. Quite frankly, it is about as broken as a toe can be. And there's nothing that's... you can do about that. All you can do is strap it to the toe next yeah, to it. Yeah, exactly. And Take then it to just, uh, yeah. And just keep going through your day, do what you do. So that's that. The other thing real quick, because we've got a lot to talk about. I don't want to spend too much time here. The Daryl Brooks trial. So yes, the, the, the evidentiary phase is over. They're going to be going into sentencing. He was found guilty on all charges, 76 charges. 
six Let's counts of- Let's be specific. Of, guilty as a motherfucker. Guilty as a motherfucker. Those were the exact yeah. words the judge used, strangely yeah. enough. Um, 76 charges, six, six counts of murder and uh, a bunch of reckless endangerment were the uh were the i don't know how the sentencing's going to run whether consecutive or concurrent were they consecutive he's facing over a thousand years danielle this was a bizarre trial i've i've recommended that you'll watch it if you get a chance it was absolutely amazing he was representing himself as a sovereign citizen he is now the king of the sovsets quite frankly um and as as is always the case, the sovereign citizen defense did not work out well. Right. And he was found guilty on all charges. Um, but his behavior throughout the trial was just bizarre. It was a lot of delay tactics, basically. And it got to the point that, that you know, there's a time limit for this trial. And the judge was showed a lot of patience with him, but you could tell towards the end of it, she was getting a little bit frustrated on his last day of his, on the, the, the he's presenting his defense. He had one more witness or two more witnesses left to call. And they come in on the, uh, I believe it was on the Friday, possibly they come in on the Friday and he's delaying. He's arguing with the judge. He's been kicked out of the courtroom like three or four times this day. And he he's effectively refusing to call his next witness. And so the judge makes an excellent record, meaning she explains her thought, her thought, her reasoning, her thought process behind the decision she's about to make and cites a bunch of case law and explains to him that, you know, you are able to forfeit a right. You're all right. You are a by by your behavior. You're able to forfeit your right. He for and so she took away first of all his right to uh, testify on his own behalf by his behavior due to his behavior had all the case law, and then when he refused to call another witness, she took away his right to call anybody else and actually ended his uh, his defense for him. Never seen it happen before. Absolutely bizarre. It's within wow. her jurisdiction to do this. She she made a excellent record for appeal because he's obviously going to appeal. Right. But um, but he he forfeited his right to testify on his own behalf, and he forfeited uh, his his right to call any more witnesses, and she shut down his case. Just ended his shenanigans. Yeah absolutely bizarre um he will wow. never see he will not see uh i say the he won't see day daylight now. again but of course they get yard time um right. but he won't he will never be a free man again this guy uh again if they were to run consecutively it's over a thousand years yeah even if he gets three to one which they do right three you you earn three days for every one day served yeah he's still looking at over 300 years <laughs> yeah 300 years what a uh it was it was stupidity at its finest not just what he did but representing himself and right. choosing this sovereign citizen defense it was just it was a disaster that's out the way let's talk about this this just in from the new york post 
Um, so, so this isn't technically a real headline, Danielle. This is an actual story on the New York Post. In fact, let me um, let me go back to the default just so everybody can see. This is the New York Post. This is actually an archive of the New York Post because this is gone at the moment, Danielle. Because what happened today was the New York Post, according to the New York Post, got hacked. Right. And somebody was posting headlines like this on their website and on their Twitter page. Now, this is an actual story. This is a, 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 an actual New York Post story, and the hacker edited the headline to read this, and he did it with a number of things. Uh, oh, by the way, find us over on Locals. For Can I tell you? I So I saw the story that the post got hacked, but I was sitting on my couch reading a book, so I didn't go read the story right then. Well, then I saw that you had added a story to Evernote, which is where we keep our articles for the show. And so on show days, I try to keep up with those because if you're adding on a show day, I assume we're going to talk about it. Right. So I saw that article and I saw you know, fried chicken eaten. And I was like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> I didn't realize that the two were related. Right. So I read that headline and I'm reading the story, trying to figure out where he thinking it was real. And I didn't put them together until later when I read the actual New York post story. Right. <laughs> I was like, wait, what, what just happened? I'm sorry. Go ahead. So the, the person who did this had, uh, had a big old time messing with uh, the New York Post, uh, Governor Abbott, I will order Border Patrol to start slaughtering illegals, apparently he said. Uh, we must destroy and imprison teachers unions. I actually have no problem with that yeah. as a headline, to be honest with you. Zeldin, I will rape and batter Hochul's sorry ass P word as um, what's his name would say. I mean, most nice people would, you know. I'm thinking of uh, Shapiro. Yes. And I'll never forget when he was um, quoting the lyrics to WAP. Yes. Wet yes. ass P word. Wet ass. Dude, it's so <laughs> funny when he gets all mad and like tries to, he can't curse. He cannot do it. I know. So I yeah, know. it's so funny when he gets all mad and tries to like be bombastic and he says things like that. Right. It's amazing. And uh, divine, we must murder Joe and Hunter Biden. Um, Listen, I, I don't condone any of that, just so everybody knows. Well, the New York Post issue a statement that, first of all, they issue a statement that they're obviously investigating this. They've been hacked. Turns out it was an employee, a a employee acting in bad faith. The New York Post confirmed Thursday morning that its website and Twitter Feed had been hijacked after a series of racist and violent headlines were posted on its website and Twitter account. Um, the New York Post has been hacked. The Post wrote on Twitter less than an hour after, after the first offensive tweet was sent. We're currently investigating the calls. Later on, um, the Post said later Thursday in a statement to The Hill that an internal investigation found posts were the result of an employee who had gone rogue and the unnamed employee had been terminated. That, though, Danielle, 
did not stop. Right. Did not stop Democrats, Democrat candidates chiming in on this. They know it's a hack. They right. know that this was uh, an actor in bad faith. However, we got the responses here from some of the uh, Governor Hochul's campaign, for example, Jen Goodman, our response to the New York Post this morning. The New York Post has long fostered an ugly, toxic conversation on their front pages and social accounts. But these posts are more disgusting and vile than usual, like they're the real thing. The Post needs to immediately immediately explain how this reprehensible content was made public. While the Post has made its preferences very clear in the New York governor's race, there is no room for this violent, sexist rhetoric in our politics. We demand answers. I would normally agree with them. First of all, this was uh, an actor in bad faith. This the, the newspaper was hacked. This person's going to be prosecuted. The Hochul campaign knew this. They know this. Makes no difference to them. This is something that they can run on and try to take advantage of. Right. Try to dis... We talked about this the other day. The next target is going to be the media. This is Democrats attacking the media, or at least media that they consider to be unfavorable to themselves, to them. And so that's that's what they're going after here. But... No room for violent, sexist rhetoric in our politics. Is there not? Is there not? Tell that to uh, tell that to Maxine Waters, who told right. told her supporters to go out and find members of the Republican administration and punch them. Get up in their faces and not stop. Yeah. Um, so yeah, whatever. It is what it is. You can't control these uh, people, obviously. Uh, Bernadette, um, this is, uh, sorry, that's the same thing. That's just somebody else's response to it. I tried to, I've been trying to find right before the show, naturally, because that's how well, I have been working. Um, I wanted to try and find more responses to that. There were a lot more responses to it. I just haven't had the time to find them and get them. But Democrats are obviously treating this like it was intentional. It was, uh, it was the real deal. It wasn't. The New York Post, um, they've explained what happened. We accept it from other companies. Why Democrats can't accept it from the New York Post, beyond me. But that's not how Democrats work. They are uh, just a bunch of hypocrites. Right. Um, David, David's with us. What's up, David? Good to see you. Yeah, your uh, There's my mom. Hi. Hey, mom. Love you, mom. Good to see you. Troy Buchanan's here. What's up, Troy? Hey, Good Troy. to see you, brother. Uh, yeah, so the New York Post <laughs> got well and truly hacked. At least they were funny. Um, Twitter, may as well talk about it. Uh, Elon Musk walked into Twitter carrying a sink along with a tweet that said, let this sink let in. Let this sink in. <laughs> Fucking the Twitter's nigga just going to be a platform for dad jokes, basically. Let this sink in. Um, listen, I still stand by what I said. He didn't want Twitter. He tried everything he could to back out of it. The lawsuits came and he had no choice. And and he clo he's closing tomorrow because a judge told him if you don't close, the this lawsuit will resume. Um I think he backed him he he had a plan, it backfired, backed himself into a corner. Now he's going to own now he Twitter. Owns Twitter. <laughs> I don't know how long for. That remains to be seen. 
I guess it depends on whether he can make it turn a profit, but it's currently losing $400 million a year. So going to require a big turnaround. He had his Tesla engineers in there today, looking, going through the code, looking at the code so that he knows, uh, well, I'm guessing so if he, he can find to see if any shenanigans are going on or if anything's been changed. Uh, right. There was a there was a freeze on code modifications since April. I'm led to led to understand um, they weren't able to modify any code since April, but that doesn't seem right because they rolled out the edit button to the Twitter blue folks or the blue Twitter, whatever it's called, the, the paid, no, the paid oh. the premium version of Twitter, which I think a dozen people actually. Oh yeah, I was going to say, I, I know literally nothing about that. Yeah, I think the only people that use it are the blue check marks that have their Twitter subscription. Um, so, so it doesn't seem like the code has been frozen in place completely, but uh, who knows? It's, again, that's just what I read, that there's a, definitely a freeze on it as of today. Elon ordered a freeze on any code changes today, but supposedly there has been one that was implemented by Twitter back in April. But that theoretically will be a done deal tomorrow. Leftists are melting down. They really are. I sent out a tweet today. I said, if you're a leftist and you run away from Twitter today, then you're weaker than I gave you credit for. And this ideological war is going to be a lot easier to win than, uh, than we, right, than than we, we may thought. have thought. Yeah. Uh, and that's absolutely true. If they run away now, then they've, they expose themselves for the weak-minded, weak-willed saplings that uh, I've always thought they were and they're right. kind of proven it but there you go that happened or is currently happening let's get into some um let's get into some more meaty stuff though shall we yes this is more of a tldr than anything else stop using tiktok Take it off your, take it off of your phones. We've talked about it here. We've given everybody ample warning, but now without any input from the user, TikTok has given itself permission to collect biometric data on US user users, including face prints and voice prints. And by the way, fingerprints, any biometric data, it is now collecting it from you. If you secure anything, Anything with that biometric data, let's say you secure your bank account, your your password, uh, my your password app, whatever. There are a ton right. of things that we secure with biometric data these days, either by looking at your phone or using your thumbprint. You have now given the Chinese Communist government full access to anything that you secure biometrically. You've already given them, by virtue of simply installing TikTok on your phone, you've given them access to virtually everything anyway. But now you've given them access. By being a user, you have implicitly agreed to this. You've given them permission to collect your biometric information, and they'll be able to use that to unlock anything they want to that you have secured biometrically that's horrifying i know that's... people that still use tiktok 
dude, dude, most of the people I know use TikTok. Yeah. Or and, have a TikTok. And I and I, I tell you this, whether it's heartless or not, when when it happens to you, I will have no sympathy. I mean, I don't know what more we have to say. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. They're stealing videos of your kids. Yep. They're marketing your kids to fucking pedophiles. If that, okay, either you don't believe us, which, okay, or you're so addicted to it that that just, it doesn't matter, that the safety of your children doesn't matter enough. Yep. Because those are the only two options. Yep. And it's not just, listen, the safety of your kids should be of paramount importance to a parent. That should, should be the number be. one thing. That that should be the number one reason to make sure, at least make sure your kids aren't using TikTok. But now there's a security aspect to this that goes beyond anything we've seen before. We already know that in some instances they're capturing keystrokes. So they oh, may the already have hey, hey, hammer. They may have your passwords already for all you know, but right. now they're going to have your fingerprints, they're going to have your voice prints, and they're going to have your facial scans. And we know that the Chinese have exceptionally good technology for capturing and recording and cataloging um, facial landscapes and that, because that's, uh, and y'all, this isn't well, even just me being anti-ChiCom. That's how they identify their citizens. Well, that's, and then that's their system. But then turning around and repurposing that for right. nefarious reasons. If there are government employees that are using TikTok, Let's say government employees go into a, I don't know, a, a locked room with a facial scan and then use a thumbprint to access a computer. If those government employees use TikTok, guess what TikTok now have? Right. Access. They would have to gain access to that specific system, obviously. But the Chinese are remarkably advanced. They're kicking our ass in cyber. They have been for a long time. Yeah, when I taught for that Chinese company, there were teachers on the platform and it was women whose husbands, it just happened to be, um, whose husbands worked for the U.S. government. And the government said, you cannot have that school's, that Chinese school's software on the same computer that the government employee uses for anything. Right. So they had to have two completely separate computer systems in their house because the government was like, we don't want that Chinese shit touching right. nothing of ours because they are so good at what they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Al, let me ask you this. You know how, um, like when um, there's a, a security breach in a, in a, you know, some kind of company, like, I don't know, a, a retail company or something, and your name and password are stolen and then it gets sold? Mm -hmm. Is it possible for that to be done with biometric shit too? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So. I yeah, know. That's Upset there. Listen, I know. Listen, I can only I can only sound the alarm bells so often. At some point, people have to make the decision for themselves to secure their personal data. And in this instance, you're not securing your personal data against some random hacker. You're right. securing your personal data against a nation state. 
the the communist Chinese are collecting this data, and, and I been guess working for over half a century to take us down. Yeah, I listen. Maybe maybe saying the communist Chinese doesn't have the impact that it once had, but it should. These these people they're not our friends. Again, not the Chinese people. Right, We're talking the about the communist Chinese government here. The Chinese the Chinese people live under this fucking tyranny all the time, and I'm sure they would love to get out from under it. They don't have the opportunity. We do. We have the opportunity to get out from under it. And one of the things you can do is delete delete TikTok off your phones. Quit being right. children. It's content for retards, for fuck's sake. It is it not really is. good content. Yes. And yeah, and it's intentional. We have said this time and again. They intentionally pump American TikTok full of low-grade stupid shit mm -hmm. so that that's what our society is watching. And they pump Chinese TikTok full of, like, shorts of engineering and shit so that that's what their society is watching yeah it is fifth generational warfare and we are losing yeah well they just gave themselves they gave themselves permission to collect your biometric data next they'll uh, take your firstborn daughters and drown them on your behalf so and i bet you people if that if that happened i bet you idiots would still stay on tiktok it's amazing Let's talk, uh, let's watch a video, shall we? Because we're going to talk about this, yes. um, this uh, ranked choice voting real quick. Not for long, just real quick. Everyone knows how voting works, right? Sure, I just put a mark next to my favorite candidate and cast my vote. Well, it's a little different than that in San Francisco. How's that? Well, in 2002, San Franciscans voted to use ranked choice voting. Sometimes called an instant runoff election, voters rank their top three candidates in order of preference. Oh, yeah, and if I really like someone, I can vote for them three times as much. Uh, no. Huh? See, it works like this. On your ballot, you'll see a list of candidates. For this example, instead of candidates' names, we'll use colors. Can we use cats and bunnies instead? Um, okay. On your ballot, you'll see the list of candidates repeated in three rows. Your job is to vote for your favorite candidate, just like before, but also to vote for your second and third choice, too. There, you're done. Easy, and that's all there is to it. On the voting side, yes. The counting side is where it can get interesting. What do you mean? If any one candidate gets over 50% of the votes, that's it. They win. But if no one breaks the 50% mark, as usually happens with so many candidates in the race, there is what's called an instant runoff. Cats are in the lead now, but under 50%. Spiders came in last, so they're out. But everyone who ranked spiders number one will have their next choice redistributed and added to the overall tally. Now it looks like lizards are last, so they're out. And everyone who ranked them first has their second choice added. This process happens as many times as it takes for one candidate to get over 50% of the total votes. Wait, how did dogs get in the lead? Well, overall, by including voters' second-choice votes, dogs got the most votes. I guess they are loyal. And that is how ranked choice voting works. That's ranked choice voting. We could have explained it. That was easy. They did a great job. And dude, that's so like that sounds made up. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so a number of countries use this. No, uh, 
I guess people in San Francisco use it. But the goal for, at least for Democrats, is to roll this out nationally and to have all races uh, ran as ranked choice voting. The reason being, Politico just accidentally revealed why. Politico accidentally admits ranked choice <laughs> voting helps Democrats. Ranked choice voting has been a subject of much controversy, especially this year. Many Republicans have charged that such a system favors the Democrats. Ironically, it's the liberal Politico that seems to have accidentally, accidentally validated that charge. On Wednesday, Politico published a story by Steve Shepard about Republican candidates surging in the midterm election polls. A slate of races now lean Republican in our latest forecast update. The, oh, I shouldn't even read that. The story begins with a report on how the red wave in that election is beginning to look much more likely. However, let's jump down to this. Ah, but amidst this possible red wave, there's one bright spot for Dem Democrats in the red state of Alaska. There are still some bright spots on the map for Democrats, however, including Alaska, where the state's lone, lone house seat is now rated lean Democrat. Uh, after NAREP Mary Pelota's surprise special election victory this summer, Pelota's victory in Org Peltola. Victory in August special election might have looked like a fluke, but it's uh, but the smart money is on history repeating. Her match rematch against Republican Sarah Palin and Nick Begich moves from toss up to lean Democrat as the same dynamic present in that summer. In that summer upset are back. Pell and Begich haven't made nice, while Paltola has built a formidable war chest and has the sheen of a winner, at least for the beginning. It would be surprising to see either GOP candidate win another ranked choice tabulation if Paltola falls short of a majority on election day. So they 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 basically said the quiet part out loud there. Right. The key to this is jungle elections, right? You have to have all candidates on the ballot at every at all times. In the case of Alaska there, you've got um, two Republicans and a Democrat. Sarah Palin's not going to be the number one choice for a lot of Republicans. She's not going to be in the number two choice for a lot of Republicans. Um, and so if if Sarah Palin is is the person to lose out, the Democrats going to pick up not only all of the Democrat votes they already had, but a lot of these Republican votes that right. will, you know, that, that won't vote for Sarah, that refuse to vote for Sarah Palin. Um, ranked choice voting has always been heavily weighed, weighted towards the Democrats. It's difficult to quantify why. It just comes down to, to numbers, right? This is why, why we have an electoral college, because we don't elect based on the majority, or at least we don't right. elect presidents that way. We, we elect an electoral college, and those, those, uh, they elect a president. In, in a jungle ranked choice race, 
where you end up effectively with a majority popular vote. And it's not even the popular vote. In a lot of cases, it's someone's third or fourth or fifth choice that ends up winning the race. You end up in a lot of cases with highly unpopular candidates where the numbers just play out and people win. But you're also robbed of something. To me, that's not even the important part. The important part is what you're robbed of. You're robbed of your right to vote. Your voice, yes. You have the right to whittle down your candidates and then go vote in a runoff. You have the absolute right to do that. And this robs you of that. And there's a time factor here. The reason we have primaries early is so there's time for runoffs. But in between that primary and the runoff, shit happens. Voters get more information. Voters are able to learn more about candidates and and possibly make a bit different or sometimes better choice in a runoff election. And this ranked choice voting takes that away from you. And there's... There's it once you've passed it, once you've put it into once you've put it into the uh, there you are. Once they've put it into to law, once it becomes the method of voting, it's too late. You're done because you're going to be electing Democrats over and over and they're never going to want to change it right. because it heavily favors Democrats. Um, my my advice is never allow ranked choice voting to be implemented would be my advice. Not because of the Republican Democrat thing, but because it steals your rights from you. It takes away your rights. It takes away your ability to cast a protest vote. You know what I mean? It steals our choice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I want to say about it. I don't want to delve into it too much. People get to make their their own decisions. And um, well, if, and just be aware that it it's a I feel like it's a masked way to do away with the electoral college and go to a purely popular vote, which of course is what the Democrats want, because just strictly by the just raw numbers, they've got it. And like you said, once they get in all the offices, they're never going to give it up. Right. So they're going to change all the things so that they always have the advantage. Yeah. Um, Saying it heavily favors Democrats without being able to explain why is notable. It's not a matter of not being able to explain why I gave one example in Alaska. It's, it's, it's difficult to quantify it's not that it's difficult to explain. It's hard to quantify. And because so much of that is, is regional, number one, it's uh, how, many, how many candidates are in the jungle race, either primary or general election. Um, there's, a, there's a lot more to it. And so it can't, you can't quantify it in one way. It comes down to each individual race. Obviously, if, if you have a race where there's, six Republicans and one Democrat, chances are that race isn't going to heavily favor Democrats, right? Right. It, it, it just, and let, you know, it's 
possible any of them could get 50% on the first round of voting, naturally. But when you get into, uh, when you get into national elections, and that's what we're talking about specifically here is the presidential election. When you get into national elections, and when you, 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 you would have to eliminate the electoral college for this to work, naturally, you then you're then got to take into account these population centers like New York, like California, Florida. These are the places that would end up determining not the just election. well not just the first place winner, but also second and third place. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. I don't like it. Whatever. I'm not. Well, it's, it's gang rule. It's yeah. It's mob rule. Yeah. 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 Versus election or selection by representation, which is our form of government. Yeah. But, it, but it's, it's more than that. It takes, again, it takes away your, your, it takes away any runoff elections. It takes away the opportunity of a protest vote. A, a protest vote is a very valid form of voting to send a message to people, right? People have right. used protest votes throughout history to send a message. And, um, you, you lose that opportunity. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a matter of, not being able to explain it. It's a matter of, it, it's hard to quantify. Simple as that. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to get yelled at, but I'm going to talk about it. You'll remember 2000 Mules, right? The uh, Dinesh D'Souza movie. Of course. I watched, uh, I went with Larry and uh, Dan, we went to a uh, screening here in Atlanta with with Dinesh D'Souza, with Marjorie Taylor Greene. We watched a movie. I'd seen it prior to that, obviously. And I posted a couple of videos, a couple of uh, bits about this movie that were not overly popular with the um, with the mega crowd because. At the end of the day, the movie didn't didn't provide any evidence. It was a remarkably compelling film, and I think it raised a lot of questions. But that's all it did was raise questions. It didn't give any answers. It didn't provide any evidence. They didn't, number one, they claim, the claim was that people were dropping off multiple ballots at multiple drop boxes. They didn't provide a single bit of evidence for that. The after the fact and during the Q and A with Dinesh, he said, "Well, yeah, they have the video. I have seen it, but the video was too low quality to include in the movie." He, but but supposedly supposedly they'll release it at some point was the uh, was the response and the uh, true the vote folks have said yeah we're going to provide we're going to release all this data they didn't provide the names of any of these organizations that were allegedly paying people to collect ballots right and bring them in and then go drop them off at different places they didn't provide any evidence of that 
and they made one really spurious claim, which really got on my nerves about Sequoia Turner. Sequoia Turner was murdered at the Jacob Blake protest on, what was it, July 4th, 2020 in Atlanta. She was murdered at that Wendy's by, um, by BLM activists. And the True the Vote folks in the movie claimed that, I'm, I'm going to mess this up a little bit. They, no, I'm not. I, I remember exactly what they said. To validate their data, to validate their methodology, they took the data of cell phones that were in the area of that Wendy's. They did whatever they do to the data, triangulated it, and they narrowed it down. They narrowed this down to three potential, what they call suspects. They say that they handed that data to the FBI. And in the movie, they say, it led to an arrest. They said arrests were made. Arrests were made. So they made it seem like the implication was their data led to the arrest of this person. Well, I know this case. We talked about this case when it happened. Sequoia Turner's murder. And I knew that what they were saying was wildly untrue because the shooter in that instance turned himself in 10 days after the shooting, which was an entire year before True the Vote started processing their data. Now, I reached out to True the Vote. I sent them an email and I brought this up. I said, listen, you're claiming, I said, I said, this is, this, this was your claim in the movie. Are you, can you tell me, number one, were either of the three devices ever identified as the shooter or his accomplice? There were two. They had them both, but the shooter himself turned himself in 10 days later. They had the other guy the next day, I believe. And I never heard anything back, obviously, from True the Vote. But that one claim, be above and beyond anything else, that one claim in that movie it made me question everything. The fact that, you know, the fact that they didn't provide any evidence for any of this was, uh, was one thing, but trying to take credit for capturing the killer of Sequoia Turner, that really kind of chapped my ass Yeah, because you shouldn't do that. You don't do that. Well, they repeatedly provided one step of evidence for two, three, and four step claims, Mm -hmm. right? They would show one person, a person dropping off ballots at one drop box. And then they would say, and then we saw this person at this box, this box, and that box. And like you said, Al, with no video to back it up. And that's when they said, well, the video from those other drop boxes was just too grainy. So we didn't want to put it together with the better footage. Yeah. And right after the movie, a lot of people were raising questions. People on the right and the left were both raising questions. Uh, I just happened to be one of those people on the right that was saying, wait a second, this this doesn't prove anything. Yeah, it's remarkably compelling. It's a great story, but where's the proof? And their response was, we're going to provide all this proof. They claimed that they provided it to the authorities in Arizona. The, or- the authorities in Arizona say, no, they didn't. 
Right. They claimed that they were going to do a big data dump and make all of this available online for anyone to go through. No, they didn't. So now they're being sued. Now there's a lawsuit against them. Arizona authorities request feds invest, sorry, an investigation, request the feds investigate nonprofit group behind voter fraud documentary 2000 Mules. Republican Arizona Attorney General Mark Brunovich uh, called on federal officials Friday to investigate the nonprofit group behind the 2020 presidential election documentary 2000 Mules which alleges widespread voter fraud occurred in Arizona and other key swing states. Chief Special Agent Reginald Reggie Grigsby, that's a Scotland Yard name right there, of Bronovich's office, disputed the allegations in a letter accusing Kathleen Engelbrecht, the founder of True the Vote, a Texas-based nonprofit organization focused on the electoral process, and its contractor, Greg, Greg Phillips, of failing to provide evidence surrounding voter fraud, adding the group allegedly used the claim to raise considerable sums of money. Engelbrecht and Phillips appeared in filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza's movie, 2000 Mules. True the Vote has raised considerable sums of money, alleging they had evidence of widespread fraud and their efforts would train the public to protect election integrity at the polls and to help protect all voters' rights, Grigsby, Grigsby said. They indicate they've provided the information to law enforcement agencies. In our case, they have not after promising to do so. Nearly six months after former President Donald Trump left office, Reginald said that state authorities began meeting with Engelbrecht and Phillips on three different occasions, claiming they paid a private vendor $2 million for phone identifiers slash fingerprint and geolocation data used for marketing purposes. The nonprofit founder and contractor allegedly told special investigators they would show the proof of evidence, but despite repeated requests and publicly announcing that True the Vote shared the evidence with Arizona officials, officials Grigsby said the nonprofit never did provide the information it purported to have in its possession. I don't know what the end goal of the investigation will be, whether it's a fraud investigation whether it's racketeering, whatever it is. But now is the time for True the Vote to do what I've been saying all along. Release the data. Put up or right. shut up. If you have it, release it. If you don't have it, maybe it's time to start refunding some money to some people who were duped by you. I... Listen, I thought the movie, I, I did like the movie. Again, I thought it was. Um, intriguing. It was intriguing. Yeah. But it was just so glaringly absent of evidence. I, I was unable to ignore that. And I know I'm going to get pushback on, on Rumble about this. I know I am. People are going to be pissed. But I have to be, I, I have to be as honest as I can be yeah. about this. And these folks, uh, I think these folks cheated people out of their money. However, however, here's one investigation that may lead somewhere. 
Democrats blow whistle on alleged ballot harvesting scheme. Siri again. This is from today. Democrats blow whistle on alleged alleged ballot harvesting scheme. Florida opens criminal probe. Um, oh, let me turn that off because that's just showing headlines here. Oh, damn it. I pulled up the wrong story after all that, Daniel. Uh, no, it's the right story. I just haven't um, got the link. Let me see if I can copy and paste. I thought I had the right link open. I did not, because why would I be prepared? Why would I be prepared? Here we go. Here we go. Florida Governor, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, New Election Crimes Unit, has recommended state police open a full criminal investigation into a Democrat whistleblower's detailed complaint of a long-running, widespread ballot harvesting operation in the uh, African-American communities in politically important Central Florida. Former Orange County Commissioner candidate Cynthia Harris filed a sworn affidavit in late August with the Secretary of State's office alleging that illegal operations to collect third-party ballots have been going on for years in the Orlando area, where voting activists are paid $10 for each ballot they collect. She described an intricate system funded by liberal-leaning organizations that dispatch ballot brokers into black communities to pressure voters to turn over their ballots. The $10 fee per ballot is divvied up among the parties who help complete the harvesting. The collection and delivery of ballots by third parties in, is illegal in Florida. The newly created Office of, Ele Office of Election Crimes and Security did a preliminary in, uh, inquiry on Harris's allegations and concluded there was sufficient evidence to warrant a full criminal probe by the state police. The uh, Florida State Department just told, uh, told just the news on Wednesday. So while 2,000 mules... Maybe 2,000 mules did turn up something. And again, if they have the evidence, release the evidence. And everyone's right. questions will go away if they just release the evidence. This, though, is a smoking gun. And this isn't some Republican-fueled conspiracy. This is from a Democrat candidate for office, Orange County, Orange County chairman. That's, that's a powerful position to hold. Could this be sour grapes from a losing candidate? Of course it could. But the, the, the investigations office have found enough probable cause for a full-on criminal investigation. Now, we know, we know for a fact there were irregularities. It's not, it's another unsubstantiated allegation. That's just not true. There's an, a, there is now going to be a criminal investigation, criminal investigation yeah. like the one here in Minnesota, the one in Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, you know, it could could be sour grapes from from a, a losing candidate. Right. But time will tell. Listen, we know that there were irregularities. Right. right. Why not widespread voter fraud? 
but there were absolute irregularities. There were issues with drop boxes. There were issues with mail-in ballots. Um, a lot of those issues have possibly been addressed in some of these states, Georgia being one of them with their election integrity law. Probably not, though, because there's no enforcement provisions to the election integrity law in Georgia. And without teeth, right? without teeth, they're just going to ignore the laws and keep doing the shady shit that they've been doing. We know it happens. We know that ballot harvesting is a thing. Regardless of what random people on Facebook chats think in the Facebook comments, we know that ballot That's harvesting ben, is way. a His thing. His name has been on Facebook. You just can't see it in the... Okay. Where our thing is. We know it's a thing. It's not an unsubstantiated claim. People have been convicted in the last election in 2020. People were convicted of ballot harvesting. Again, not widespread election fraud, but there were incidents of ballot harvesting. Texas had, uh, I think, three prosecutions for ballot harvesting. Arizona right. had, I know of one in Arizona. I'm sure maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But let's say one in Arizona. That's not an unsubstantiated claim. That's a crime. A crime that people were prosecuted for and are serving time for. We don't know what this will uncover in Florida. But what's notable right. is it it's now the state police that are going to be investigating this. This isn't a police department controlled by a politically... I, I don't want to say that. This isn't a police department controlled by a police chief with, right. I don't know, potential ties to certain political right. groups. Parties. Right. Right. This is these these are the state police. They're probably I, I imagine they're just like I trust the uh, the GBI to do a thorough investigation and get to the truth, as happened in the uh, 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 old boy Ahmed, down south. Ahmed Arbery. Ahmed Arbery. Just as I expect the Georgia State Police and the GBI to investigate the Ahmad Arbery case and come up with the truth, I expect the Florida State Police to do a thorough investigation and come up with the truth. And if it turns out it's nothing, that it's just another 2,000 mules, then so be it. Right. They say there's enough for a full criminal investigation. You know, that that includes subpoenas and warrants. Judges are going to require evidence to issue those things. So if they say there's probable cause, I'm going to assume there's probable cause. I'm not going to automatically dismiss it like some people will. Right. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. And here's the thing. If people really do believe in democracy, if they really do believe in protecting our republic, then they should want to secure our elections. Anyone that doesn't want to secure our elections, in my opinion, they have something to hide. They want to cheat. The only reason... <laughs> it's just right. a fact. It's just a fact. If you if you don't want to secure the elections, then you obviously want to cheat. And if that's how you want your side to get elected, have at it. But what that's going to come down to at the end of the day is who can cheat the best. That's what it will lead to. 
And every election will just be a cycle of cheating by both sides. I don't want to see that happen. No, that's really bothersome. I would hope Democrats don't want to see that happen. But it seems to me that right now, the narrative coming from the left, coming from Democrats, is that they absolutely want to be able to cheat. I didn't say continue to cheat. They want to be able to cheat. I meant continue to cheat. (laughs) Well, because we know they do. Like I said, ballot harvesting is a thing. That's cheating. It just is. And, you know, if you want your side to win by cheating, have at it. But uh, I've I've said this. I've said this at uh, Republican meetings. I've said Republicans have got to learn how to cheat better than the other side. Simple as that. If if elections continue the way they're going, the the best cheater will win. Right. And more power to them. If it's if it's good enough on the left, then you know what? It's going to have to be good enough on the right. Because you can't sit back and watch people steal elections away from you. You just can't. You've right. got to get into the fight at some point, And you've got to play the game by the same rules as the other, other side. And if that means cheating, if that means following all the little dirty tricks out of the playbook that the other side follows, then so be it. If that's ballot harvesting, so be it. If that's uh, abusing mail-in voting, so be it. Whatever it is, if it's voter intimidation at the polls. Listen, I'm not condoning any of it. I don't want to see any of this happen. But as long as Democrats keep opposing any election security measures... That's what it's going to end up as. It's just a fact. We've already seen it starting. We've seen it starting. Now we have Democrats already, already today, before elections have taken place, laying the groundwork to say that Republicans stole the midterms. And Hillary Clinton is already laying the groundwork to claim that Donald Trump is, is going to steal 2024. Is she really? Yes. We'll talk about that on Monday. I'll sh- right. I'll, I'll bring the receipts. All but yeah, yeah they're cause... already laying the groundwork for getting a complete shellacking and being able to claim, no, this was stolen away. You know, it was Russia, Russia, Russia first. And then, you know, next time it's good. Well, whatever narrative they come up with to claim their election was stolen. Stacey right. Abrams cut her spending down to a million dollars a week because she knows she's about to get her ass handed to her again. But... Guarantee you it'll be voter suppression all over again, even though we just saw record turnout in the primaries. Right. Yes. It's going to be voter suppression all over again. All right. Let's get out of here. We're over time. All right. Saturday morning, shall we? Yeah. All right. Friends, we love you. We appreciate you. We will see you here Saturday morning for the supporter show. Bye, guys. Bye now. <laughs>